listening to a podcast from Light FM. Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. And today we're talking about AI, artificial intelligence yeah. for kids with our resident child psychologist, Katiana Asman. Okay, Katiana, this uh, is a topic that you actually brought up uh, about a couple of weeks ago and said that it would need to be a much larger topic on its own, something to cover on its own because it is a huge issue now. We are talking about artificial intelligence, right? Yes. Uh, and I remember you said that, yeah, it's, there's a lot to say about this. And of course, yes. the more our kids are interacting with it, the more we want to know how it's going to affect us and how to deal with it. So let's mm-hmm. start with, with the rise of artificial intelligence AI across industries. What role do you think AI plays in our kids' development? Like, where should it be? I think, you know, that's like, you know, we've, we're seeing it already. AI is in pretty much in every part of our lives or yeah. it can be, it has a potential to be. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before it's going to start entering sort of the field of education. So we're going to have kids interacting with it when they're at school. Mm. Um, you know, so, so I think that right now, I mean, even, even for the moment, one of the test kits that we use at the hospital relies on AI to actually determine whether a child is meeting developmental milestones. Okay. So we are already using that within our field of assessing child development Mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, so I think that it is going to be something that I think is inevitable. It is going to um, be something that our young children interact with a lot mm-hmm. uh, to what extent I'm not fully sure but right. for the but for the moment I think you know we are not seeing it as much with our younger kids we're seeing it sort of more with our school age children right so if little ones are getting access to it it's because we are kind of bringing it into their lives mm. but naturally or organically not so much with uh, kids who haven't started primary school so we still have the op- opportunity to be gatekeepers of um, how much exposure kids get to AI because they haven't reached a point where they would be able to access it themselves, at least if they are younger kids and not yes, yet exactly. school-going kids, right? Yes. So yes. that's that does answer one big question there where we can still be the gatekeepers. There is the mm. next question that we're going to go into where we are no longer in that position. Yes. So the next question is, what are the opportunities or benefits of teaching our kids about AI, especially when it comes to a point where we may not be able to control it as much? Like you say, when they go to school, when they have access to computers more and more. So what mm. are the opportunities or benefits of teaching them then about AI because they're going to come into contact with it? I think this applies to all forms of technology. If your child is going to be using the internet, if your child is going to have a social media account, mm. you need to make Make yourself very well versed with those things before right. you even allow your child access to it. That is always the biggest pitfall is that parents don't feel that it's their job to kind of be very well read and, and, and to understand, mm. especially things like social media platforms, because they're just like, oh, it's it's after my time. Mm. I'm a tech dinosaur. They say that <laughs> almost with pride. Yeah. Um, but they, they let their kids onto it. And so that means that when their kids are on them and, you know, not so great things are happening, the parents are absolutely clueless as to how to address it. And they're often unaware things are happening. Right. Um, so I think that it is very important. And this applies to AI as well. You need to do your research and understand. I don't expect you to be able to code or to, you know, <laughs> write in Python and Java and all these yeah. other languages. But you need to be able to understand what AI is and how it works. And so you need to be able Able to then be able to explain that to your kids mm. so that when they interact with them, mm. they are going to understand that 
it you know sort of how it works right and so yeah. for example like you know this is sort of what i brought up when we had this last chat mm. is that a lot of my teenage clients are using chat gpt for example right. as not just doing homework that's just everyone's doing that right mm. a lot of kids mm. are just relying on chat gpt to write full on essays yeah. um it is a huge problem in the academic community at the moment but at the same time you also have kids who are turning to these platforms as a friend because mm. they because it's sort of like having a text co- conversation with another person right. and a lot of these ai platforms are very human like in how they respond yes. and so you have teenagers rely on them to have conversations that they feel have no consequence it's not going to mm. impact mm. their social circle this is not an individual who is going to deliver a punishment or a consequence based on the questions or the things that they say right so they, there's a there's a heavy reliance right mm. and mm. so that can be super problematic because it would then make them feel that they do not need to engage with the outside world or mm-hmm. that they would struggle with um engaging with people because people are unpredictable mm-hmm. artificial intelligence at the end of the day relies very heavily on data sets that are readily available on the internet mm. um and so you know they it cannot and in fact if you were to key in some questions that are very very random that have no foundation on the internet the the the, the app will actually tell you that we do not have that information right, right. so there is to an extent a finite amount of information that is there and so a lot of the unpredictability and human nuances that come with conversation right. it cannot replicate right. and so these kids who are relying very much on these platforms for communication will then really struggle to talk to another human being because they don't know how to predict those patterns of conversation mm. and i have some teens who've just said that i don't need people i've got chat oh. gpt what and that's terrifying okay, that is, just that, said that because yes, I, I have a, wow. I had a few clients you know 15 16 years old who say to me like you know I don't need friends I've got chat GPT wow. and that is terrifying right for sort of future prospects so I think that it's important for parents to mm. be able to understand what it is again and to be able to explain to kids what it is and how it works if the parent is late to the game and they're trying now to get ahead of it when their kid is already reliant on it what mm. can they do at that point i see that if your child is immersed in something like you know even if it's just like things like video games and stuff like that and you feel mm. that you're kind of behind the curve and you've kind of lost you know sight of that then go into it with them so use that as an opportunity to understand AI. But okay so so what exactly is ai get the child to teach you right. so you can understand how they are using it in their day-to-day life right. right some kids might be using it just to kind of get ahead of homework and then some kids might be using it to uh, have conversations mm. i have some kids that use chat gpt to ask some very serious mental health questions Whoa. because they know that mom and dad have access to a search history on google right. so they've circumvented that wow. by thinking that if i text it in chat gpt mom and dad are not going to see it in the search history but chat gpt for example keeps mm. a track record of the yes. things you ask so there have been cases where moms and dads actually found out that kids are searching these things yeah. through looking into chat gpt so right. credit to parents for looking there mm. but it's always helpful to understand in what context is your child using it mm-hmm. and you can use the whole uh, well you know this whole thing's kind of new to me why don't you teach me right and then you can kind of see how they're applying it right, right. um and then have a conversation with your child about things that might be slightly problematic. So, for example, um, using ChatGPT to write essays mm-hmm. right has been known to be something that is quite 
common in schools. Right. Um, and the way that schools have actually um, addressed that is that a lot of higher level education um, institutions will be very particular about things like plagiarism and copyright. So right. they will insist that all of your essays go through a software or go through a database that looks at whether there are any similarities. Mm -hmm. Again, using something like AI. Right. And if it is determined that there are similarities above a certain percentage, um, the child's work will get rejected and in some universities will get expelled for plagiarism. Right. So having kids understand that there are consequences because right. this is not just because because kids like they're looking at it from a very um uh, you know, immediate gratification perspective where it's just like, I need to finish my homework. Mm. You know, I want to finish my homework. Right? So yeah. Practical. Mm. But they don't think about sort of the follow through, mm. which is mm. that if you are caught, this is cheating. This is not your work. Yep. Right. And there are consequences of cheating. Mm. Um, so getting them to kind of understand that bit, I think is super important right. because the child is also then not, and you could also say that, like, okay, well, if ChatGPT is writing your essays about this topic, mm. How are you going to answer questions in exams? Yeah, exactly, right? Because ChatGPT is not going to be there to help you with that. So yes, you can use ChatGPT to search for things. Mm. I, for one, have been guilty of using ChatGPT <laughs> for a number of things. But <laughs> it is possible to use ChatGPT to help you consolidate information because that's mm -hmm. ultimately what makes it so convenient. It is actually an assistant that helps mm. gather information for you. Um, and you could totally use it for that, but you need to be able to still learn from that process because there are still pockets of our life at the moment that these AI programs cannot access. So mm. having kids kind of understand that, mm -hmm. right, is, is something that's super, super important. When it comes to AI, because there's so little known about how much it's going to develop and how quickly it will, what mm. do you think are the potential risks when we introduce AI too early in a child's mm. development? Like, yeah, mm. is there something we should fear <laughs> or panic I, I think, about? Yeah, I think it's it, it goes back to making things so ridiculously accessible and convenient that kids don't learn how to do things without it. It becomes a crutch. And that has implications on a child's development, of course. So going back to sort of the social communication bit, mm -hmm. if they are not getting the opportunity to learn how to communicate and converse with another human being, then when they have to, it becomes a problem. If kids are just shouting out, hey, what is 10 plus 9? Yeah. They are and writing it down on a piece of paper. Oh. They are not then going to learn how to do mental arithmetic. Yeah. And so there are all these things. I mean, that's that's fundamentally the problem with technology and advancement is that mm. at some point things become so easy and so convenient we don't know how to do things without it right, right right so it's like there are all these memes and all of these videos online about like this you know sort of the the, the gen z kids not mm. knowing how to do something without this particular technology that we've all relied upon right like how kids like don't know how to do math without a calculator yes, yes. don't know how to read the clock without the digital version right they're all things that we are starting to see slowly get mm. erased because mm. we have all of this convenience right so i think that when we introduce things to kids too early and we can even just look at screen time being one thing once upon mm. time, i mean our our time we have books dude yeah. like we had you know <laughs> we had we had a tv but it was in one part of the house mm. you know you you didn't get to move it around with you right this little screen that went everywhere you went yeah exactly you had one thing at home and we were always rushing to go home to meet the cartoon time you right. know there was 
there was so much about that taught us about like time management. It yeah. taught us about patience. <laughs> but nowadays, I think it's just that it's when when you introduce something too early, you prevent the brain from learning right. about how to do it on its own, um, and it and it prevents the brain from adopt from picking up these very important key life skills. Right. So that becomes, I think, the hazard. So I do believe that children do need to learn how to do things on their own. They do need to they do need to experience some form of inconvenience. Yes. Um, inconvenience is good for the soul, I believe. Yes. I, I don't think that kids need to have everything at the tip of their fingertips. Right. Um, so Problem so, solving yeah. skills come from that as well. The importance Absolutely. of going through yeah, difficulty. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had, I, I spoke to a young adult recently who said to me, I just don't understand why my boss just won't give me the answer. <sighs> Oh, because the boss had asked something of her and she right. could not just why did she give me the answer mm-hmm. and that is so sort of telling for me of this generation of right. people who are just so used to expecting things at the tip of their fingers right. and when you don't get it you don't know how to even think about getting it right, right? so it's yeah there are some pretty dam- damaging consequences I think if you introduce this too early You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.